0: I'm
1: ready.
0: Let's do it. Welcome one and all to episode 246 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And this time around, we have an interview with Drew Fortier of The Lucid. Now, I've had Drew on in the past to talk about his uh, writing skills, about his directing and, and acting skills, uh, which is something we talk about during this chat as well. But we also talk or mainly focus on The Lucid. The new band that he has with Vinny Dombrowski of Sponge, Mike Heller of Fear Factory, Raven, and a bunch of other bands. And the one and only David Ellison. Yes, we get into the David Ellison discussion and talk a little bit about that. And we talk a whole lot about Drew and music and and different things uh, outside of his own music, which is kind of cool, which is really something that I like to talk to uh, different artists about, you know, some of their musical likes outside of what they tend to, um, what they tend to play. So we get into some interesting discussion towards the end of this episode. The interview itself starts at the 10 minute mark. So if you do want to fast forward to that, you're more than welcome to do so. If you want to hang around and listen to what, we have on upcoming episodes of the podcast other projects that are being worked on. Then I welcome you to stay. Tonight we have an interview with Return to Earth. That is Ron Scalzo and Chris Penny. And Chris also played in Coherent Cambrio, and he played in Dillinger Escape Plan. Among other things, and that's going to be my first time talking to Chris. This is going to be, I think, my second or third time talking to Ron. He reached out to me, which was pretty cool. It's awesome when people you've interviewed over the years ask to come back because they have something to promote. You know, I'm more than happy to do so, especially if the person was really cool to me. And Ron has always been very cool to me. So, and. He sent me their EP and an album that they're releasing next year to listen to. Both sound really, really cool. We'll talk about that during tonight's interview. That's tonight's Signals from Mars episode, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. in the UK. Midnight for those in Europe. And if you happen to be in Melbourne, Australia, 8 a.m. If you want to find out more about that, just go to marsattacksradio.com. And you can click on the subscribe button and you'll find all the various links to follow the show on social media, including everywhere where tonight's episode will go out live and you can chat and, and give us feedback and whatnot. Throw questions out there for these two. So there you go. Also, you'll find a link all the way towards the bottom of the subscribe tab for the new Mars Attacks radio show. I'm doing this on Anchor. It goes out on Spotify. Because I do include music, that's the only place you can find it for licensing reasons. But check it out. If you're not a subscriber of Spotify, it's 30-second sound samples. If you do subscribe to Spotify, you get the full entire song. So I'm putting episode two together. That should be up shortly, and I'm going to start to publicize all this stuff on the website. So there you go. What else do we have going on? We have uh, Fireside, which we're trying out tonight as the pre-show for the Signals from Mars episode tonight. And we'll see where that goes. I mean, I think this can be an interesting platform. I mentioned this before where I can collaborate with you guys and hopefully when we have enough followers we can get actual artists to come on and be the people that are speaking to you directly and you'll be able to come up and speak to them directly ask your questions directly to them so it's a really cool platform we're starting out the first you know the the kind of the trial run here to see where everything goes with it but uh I think as time goes by, it'll be pretty cool. So uh, what else? We also have Trivia Tuesday on Twitch. I know we're all over the place, but I'm doing this based on what platforms I can leverage to bring you bring you guys really cool content, stuff that's different, stuff that other shows aren't doing, um, which I think followers of my show deserve after 12 years if you've been listening to me yammering for all these years you guys deserve for me to to work a little and and bring you guys something a little different outside of the box that you know we're at the end of the day whether I like to admit it or not I am competing for your attention from other podcasts TV radio video games so on and so forth So I want to make sure that what time you do spend with me is worth your while. Like if you're listening to this and any of the things that I'm throwing out there make sense to you, you can go, oh, I want to try that. I want to hook up, you know, for that. I want to show up on Twitch on Tuesdays and try my trivia skills out and see if I can best the other people there. So I put this list of questions together, tried it out on Tuesday. I need to polish stuff up because of the first try and it was a dry run and things will get better as time goes by. So bear with me. It's the same with the fireside stuff. You know, it's the beginning stages of trying out all this stuff and I'm just trying to cast a net and see what I can bring in. There are some people that may not be interested in any of this stuff and that's cool. There may be others that love this kind of stuff and we'll, be clamoring for more of it you know who knows so that's why i'm trying all this stuff out if it helps bring people to the podcast if it helps bring people if it helps bring attention to anything that i do then it's you know what i'm setting out to do with all of this so um i appreciate any support you can give me whether that's sharing liking bring it to your friend's attention, bring the podcast to your friends' attention. Bring it to the artists that are on the show's attention. Let them know, hey, I heard you on Drew Fortier. I heard you on the Mars Attacks podcast. I saw you on the Signals from Mars uh, channel on YouTube. I thought your interview was great. Anything like this that you can do will only help my cause out. So please do this if you are so inclined. Um... Anyway, I do want to also bring Patreon to your attention. I have a really cool Patreon group with a bunch of diehard followers of the podcast. You can find it patreon.com forward slash com. I do want to send a shout out to everyone there uh, from Steve Holker to Jeremy Weltman, Mike Jones, Brad Dahl, Mark Striegel, Gabriel Ruiz. Chris Vaglio, Jose Ruiz, Jerry from Long Island, Metal Dan, Rob Rowe, and Johan up in Sweden. So thanks to all you guys for following me on Patreon. Thanks for being the guys that are in there in the chat during the live stream. And were the guys that show up during the trivia show the other day. I get that you guys enjoy what I do, and I really thank you. I really have to do that. And just so you know, with Patreon, you do get to cut in front of the line for all these different things that I do. You get to ask questions, even if you're not able to show up for the live interviews. Uh, You get the Album of the Week video, you get the Victor M. Ruiz podcast, which is me going over hard rock and metal news usually, and then throwing some behind-the-scenes things that uh, maybe have been going on with the show or Maybe some different rumors and different things that I've heard of. So, for as little as two bucks a month, you can hop on board. And if you want to up it to 10 bucks a month, you do get a t shirt as well. Uh, I want to thank you guys once again for checking this episode out. We're going to be turning things over to <laughs> the pre recorded Drew Fortier interview. This is edited down. If you want to hear the entire thing, or watch it. You can go to YouTube and catch the entire thing. This jumps in at like thirty minutes when Drew joins us. We are joined by Mr. Drew Fortier. Hey, hey,
2: what's going on? Roar. Do the <laughs> roar. I'm not sure
3: that's.
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm known for being a roarer, but uh, but there you go.
0: <laughs> well actually before that i was i was catching up on news on blabbermouth and really uh nice. one of the bands that um jeremy one of my followers from england uh talks about all the time is a band called magnum which was never big in the u.s and they're gonna release an album in january called the monster roars so i oh, believe nice. in response to that so
2: <laughs> oh, oh that's cool magnum i've heard of magnum remember gun remember the band gun yeah
0: yeah yeah. steal that's your fire cool. was a big track that actually made it on headbangers ball they were also on the barbed wire soundtrack yeah what is
2: it, was it a- uh, uh word up okay, yeah okay ladies or- all right they did yes. a cool cover of word up
3: yeah the cameo song correct
0: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you are correct sir. So. Yay. <laughs> So cool. I appreciate you joining me. I know that you had a hectic day, so um, I appreciate you being able to squeeze us in here. Oh, it's and, always a
2: pleasure, man. Always a pleasure.
0: Yeah, it's always fun to have you on the show. Yeah. And since you've got a great new album. Oh, uh, thank from you. And The Lucid, that just came out last week. Got a few questions here. There may be some questions thrown at you from the chat as well.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, absolutely anything anything
0: you guys want all right cool
3: so starting out we all
0: know about what happened to dave a few months back um the press i was just talking about blabbermouth blabbermouth and all the usual sites decided to you know kind of run with the story for better or worse um at any time did you guys think that that would affect the release of the lucid album or did that never even cross your guys' minds?
2: No, no, it it was, uh, we've been done with the album since before that, actually that happened in May. This is before that. we always, you know, uh, probably around like February, March, we're like, you know what? October 15th is like the perfect. So we kept with the release date, you know, and everything too, because all that, all that stuff with Dave and all, it it was sensationalized by the press big time. His name was cleared pretty much immediately you know it's just like that song dirty laundry by uh john henley it's like everybody if it if it bleeds it reads you know so of course they're gonna uh, you know take things out of context just to get the, just get clicks and everything and you know how, you know how they do but yeah we're we, we're all just kind of just like laugh at these goofballs and the press and all that but we we appreciate them the same way too because it's you know you you gotta have the press i guess you know
3: but uh but yeah yeah i mean, it's. Yeah,
2: it's uh, it, it's it's been you know interesting, and Dave's doing, Dave's doing awesome. He's 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 the happiest I've seen him in uh, probably ever. You know, he's just he's he's a bird now, and he's just kind of like uh, just enjoying it. You know,
3: right?
0: Uh, do you think that has to do more with the fact that he can focus on projects that he wants to work on, and and maybe the way things ended with him in Megadeth kind of made him appreciate some of the other stuff that he, he, that he has full control over more than, you know, he was obviously an employee in Megadeth this time around. It's not the same as, you know, before the band broke up in 2002.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Like he's, it's, he doesn't have to worry about any restrictions as far as like, Oh, this is going to step on their toes here. That's going to step on their toes there. And, and, um, and overall he's, uh, yeah, he's never really had this kind of uh, freedom before because you know, 20 years ago when that happened, you know, it was you know, Megadeth were still like a viable band. It's like they were like a a current band, if you will. You know, you know, now they're more so a legacy band. All the hits happened already, and they, and Allison was there for that. You know, he was there for the big dance, and um, and so as as it stands right now, Meg- Megadeth is a legacy band. You know, it's, I mean, so nobody's majority of the people who buy the tickets to go see them are going to see them to play the, the 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 new songs you know they're, they're right. gonna they're gonna go to see them play uh, symphony and feastels and holy wars and, and all all the hits you know, so yeah. that, that's you know so i mean so with that said, you know Ellison was there for for the big dance with those guys, all the big hits all the big albums, and he was a part of that and um of uh, uh, creighton and he was a founding member too so uh, you know it's mm-hmm. like for, you know, as it stands now, it's like he, he's, he's, that's always going to be his legacy. And he's, and he's totally happy with that. And, uh and yeah, and he's just, uh he's, he's, he's happy, man. You know, we, he's, it, it makes me happy. He's hearing how happy he is now talking to him on the phone and everything. And we're just joking about the press stuff and all that, like that DNA right. line, which may or may not have been on purpose, to troll the trolls a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, I don't know. I think the whole, Kind of the way things things were handled from the Megadeth side of things was kind of unfair. Uh, uh, you know what,
2: Dad, without speaking for Dave, just uh, myself, I agree 100. percent they 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 just reacted too quickly. You know, it was just uh, it was like an instant thing too. So I mean, and you know, I know there's a bit more to it than that, but it, it's it's like yeah, the way it unfolded and everything was just uh, it was it was really stupid. You know, but uh, but hey, you know what? At the end of the day. Dave's uh, you know, a lot more happier now than, he'd been, than he probably would have been if it was the other way around. You know, <laughs> if, uh, yeah.
0: It's interesting, too, because some of the rumblings that I heard from other shows and people that kind of know all the parties involved behind the scene brought up the fact that maybe Mustaine didn't like the fact that Dave had all these other things going on and felt that maybe they kind of affected the Megadeth name and, and whatnot. So when all of that was coming out, and I you'd already sent me a song from the Lucid, mm-hmm. and it was funny because one of my first thoughts was, wow, this track sounds really cool. I, I want to hear more of this. So oh, if awesome. for whatever reason, Megadeth would have stopped this album from coming out, I'm glad that it has come out. And, you know... Uh, as the cliche goes, you know, one door closes, another one opens, so. Oh, yeah, um, totally.
2: And and that's that's why actually why we picked October 15th, early on, because that was when Megadeth were going to be off Thor and it wouldn't have gotten in the way of anything and all that, too. But at the same time, think about this. As Megadeth's going on, you see, yeah, Kiko's got all... Uh, he came out with a solo album, you know, last year, and it was incredibly successful. Uh, Dirk mm-hmm. uh, gets on drums on so many different albums. So, like, every... You know every member has has their own has their own thing and all that too so i don't i don't think uh, at all it had to do with uh Ellison's side stuff uh, uh stepping on uh, megadeth's toes because they, they, they've uh, both parties megadeth and dave and all that have, have always been respectful of each other's you know kind of personal projects and everything and and uh and so yeah i know that that wasn't a problem at all and uh yeah as far as i know
0: okay brad hold that thought i have a I, I will be asking drew about something related to that later so
2: oh thank you brad and <laughs> and uh thank you jeremy i, I appreciate you checking it out That's awesome. yeah
3: um
0: so if i have my story correct you started writing the material for the lucid on your own and then the components started coming together of the band Mike Keller came in next, then Vinny, and then Dave came in last. Is that correct?
2: One hundred percent correct. Uh, yeah, Vinny came in last, and you know, uh, one of the one of the tracks I actually funny like most of the tunes started off as uh, instrumental, fully structured demos, and mm-hmm. it's just guitar. Like it, it's like as if you just you know plucked a guitar track from a song, and, and that's that's how it's kind of like laid out. And um, and one of them actually dates back to when I was in high school, and I was. Okay. Uh, uh, a parade of spit uh, I, I had that music uh, as uh, is an acoustic demo uh, from uh nice. from when i was like by 15 16 years old so it's it's pretty cool that it finally got to grow up and be something and um but yeah the, the first thing that we all worked on though was was hair that the song hair and that was a leftover uh guitar demo from uh, uh zen for Mars. Okay. and uh and i always really got a kick out of the piece of music and and so did mike and then one day i was like hey mike you just want to play drums on this and he was like yeah sure so we did like one track of drums and i was like hey dave i lay down some bass on this He was like yeah sure why not? and then uh then while three of us were like hey this is really cool and i was like hey it just so happens we have like 30 more uh instrumental demos in and then um and then we were like who are we gonna get to sing on this and then the first person that came to mind was uh Vinny from sponge and um and so I, I I sent them the what, what was then the, the instrumental of Hair the, the demo, and then mm-hmm. um, and then immediately I was like oh man I I know why I wanted Vinny because the instrumental demo of Hair sounded just like this fun strong wax static as far as like the vibe and everything and I was like oh then. right but uh, then immediately I was like you know what, Vinny dude, don't worry about it you know pretend you didn't see this it's all good you know it sounded too much like wax static so we'll you know right. it's all good but then he hits me back he was like. Man, I don't care. It's send me the song. And I was like, all right. And then I, <laughs> and I sent it to him and then he sent it back and uh, it was a track called Hair. And I was like, uh, the, the first thing I thought was, cause he's, you know, Vinny's like a punk rock guy at heart. And I was like, I really hope this isn't like a song like uh, bashing like bang tango for being a hair band or something. Right. <laughs> and then I, I, I listened to it and I was like, I was like blown away. I was like, Oh man. Cause the, the, the lyrics to Hair, you know, it, it's one of those songs where if you know, you know, whether you've known somebody like that or been in love with somebody like that, and you know you just, you, you weren't there to hold their hair, and mm-hmm. uh, and and there's so many different ways, and that one that that just always hit me really hard because of, and that's still to this day my favorite one. You know, it's just sentimental because it's the first one, and uh, because of the lyrical content and 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 just what what Vin ended up doing with it, and um, and then and then from there. Uh, i was like hey vin want to do another one want to do another one and then we ended up giving like a, giving him a Dropbox full of uh, 30 instrumental demos and then he uh uh he wrote to i think 12 of them 11 uh, 11 or 12 and then uh, we whittled it down to nine for the album and uh and uh and and mike uh, mike gets credit for the bridge of uh damned because he uh he, he turned that into like a thrash metal thing it was really cool so it's like <laughs> it, it, it's a cool album because it, it kinda goes all over the place. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, it it definitely is one of the things that stood out to me is that no two songs sound alike. To mm-hmm. to me, the front runner of my favorite so far is Pigs and Sons. That is so.
2: awesome. That's always that's part of my yeah, that's that's up there for me with hair. And, and that one too, Ben, because that was just just a guitar demo demo like anything else. And it was way different than what it became because he ended up um adding program drums to it and just restructured. The, the demo and, and, and wrote to that, and it was when he when he first sent that the guy was just blown away. I was like, "Oh, the crap!" And, and the lyrics of that one, I remember him telling me it's based on this, um, like his iteration of this poem from like 1919 called uh, "Death's Invite," I think, or something like that. Thanks. And his 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 lyrics are twisted, man. They're so cool because the 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 what the pre of pigs is uh, lice uh, have no chance, and the hay of the dance you know and it's it's just so it, it's it's crazy i mean it's it's like poetry you know so i i well, when he first sent me the the lyrics written down like I, it's for all the songs it's like whoa you know it's it's really cool but yeah i love pigs I, that, that's a good one
0: so all of these songs were already you had started writing them years ago was there anything that you started writing when the lucid kind of started coming together or it's all oh, previous yeah. Have- oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Parade was uh, was from uh, uh, high school. And, uh, and and Ben actually uh, wrote to the, the the demo from high school, too, which is pretty cool. And, um, and uh, let's see. And Hair was a leftover ZFM song. Maggot win. the music for that was laying around for a bit, too, just um, in the past couple of years between me and Mike. And so that one's been around, Death of Despair. And then there was a period right when the pandemic hit that I was off work for like two weeks and I that's when I ended up doing like the 30 uh things and then and then me and Mike worked on some stuff together too and all that and so um and so yeah that's the despair that that was a new one that was at the time when the loose was coming together boiler head same thing hair that was around for a minute mask or not oh uh, yeah that uh that that one that was really cool with what with what Vin did to that one because the, original, the, the, the Guitar demo was just uh, two chord progressions, just over and over and over again, almost like a Killing Joke song, was just over and over and over again. And then he took it, and, and it's just oh man. And then we added we added strings to it, which um, Ali Storch from uh, Subway to Sally uh, did the string arrangements on. on and or Not, uh, oh, Damned, was, uh, Damned was a Damned was a was a was a new one. Breach Boy, I kind of I was I was kind of messing with the music of that one around with the music for that one for a couple of years uh pigs and sons that was a new one and uh yeah man then parade was from high school so but yeah it was uh mike helped arrange a lot of this stuff too and and he produced the the whole thing and he really helped uh, helped hold me back from adding too many guitar tracks because that's what happened with zen for mars there was like fourteen thousand guitar tracks and everything and and uh and and that one that that whole thing is kind of and this and the lucid is kind of a reaction to that whole process because me and mike with the zen for mars thing you know it just ended up this being such a battle uh that this because uh, one particular member kind of went rogue and decided to make it his own thing and uh and then me and mike were like oh, you know what's going on and then the rest of the guys are just like yeah what's going on and so we just we're just that that's going to be on the back burner probably for a very long time but <laughs> and uh but that, but that's okay because it's because the lucid is everything you might wanted to for mars to be and and okay Vinny and, and dave we all get along amazing like we're all we check in on each other like every other day is to see how, how we're doing every day pretty much. And, and, uh, it's, it's, and that's what means most to me is just the, the, the friendship aspect. And then from there, everything comes naturally.
0: Right. Okay. Now, were there any parts that you wrote specifically because say you had Vinny on, on vocals or, you know, or you had Dave come along and you thought, well, I've got a really accomplished bass player. So now I can write a more intricate guitar part and have him throw in some of his flair into this to to really make the song pop
2: you know with the with the dave um yeah damned was uh was was a reaction to that too and i had something structured out was a guitar demo and then uh mike plays guitar too and he's a great guitar player and he uh he kind of went in and he added some parts and I, I uh helped him figure out what he heard in his brain to kind of uh uh get out on his fingertips because he, he's fairly a he's a fairly new guitar player, and he mm-hmm. came out uh, came up with like all those fast bits during the the, the, the verse, the but na 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 down. I got all the the Metallica negative kind of sounding stuff because he was like, okay, Daves playing on this. We got to put him to good use. and um so th- that for sure. And as far as Ben, um we were blown away by by what he what what pieces of music he chose and didn't choose, like some. Mm-hmm stuff i specifically wrote to be like okay Ben's definitely gonna want to write to this because we didn't force him to write to anything we're just like here's all the here's all the the demos just go with what what you're feeling you know no no restrictions write what you want and um yeah dan was what i was really surprised he uh ended up going with and then after he wrote to it is when mike kind of took it and was just like okay dave's playing on this we got to make it you know extra awesome so so mike uh mike made the bridge what it is and uh and a lot of the uh the thrash metal uh, uh the, the bits like uh, throughout the rest of the song and all that too and right. um trying to think what else but yeah vin blew us away by, by what he chose same thing with like master not because I, I wouldn't have thought it was just two chord progressions over and over again and he just took it and oh man you know <laughs> so he has yeah so it's 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 was a really fun process
0: cool was there ever a plan b if Vinny wasn't gonna get involved with the project did you have like a list of like people that you wanted to work with just in case, or was Vinny the only guy that you really went after?
2: Vinny was definitely number one. Like he was, he was, he was the guy. Like he was like, we love Vinny. If, if me personally, if I had to pick a number two, it probably would have been, uh, 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 Burton from Fear factory. And, uh, he's, he's a, he's a dear friend and and we were talking about doing something together. So if I had to pick somebody next on the list, it probably would have been Burton.
3: Hmm. That, that would have definitely been an interesting mix. Yeah, No, you never know. We still might do something.
0: Well, keep me in the loop. I'd love to hear that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of his as well. So, Oh yeah, he's he's great. Yeah. Was there anything that you tried with the Lucid that you wanted to try for years and just never got around to doing it or was never in the right opportunity to try?
2: Yep, and that, uh, that being uh, an album <laughs> that got finished. so so that's uh so i and and this is the first thing it did that really came out you know i think i've been doing this for like 10 years now and this is the the first album that that uh, and you know and we we all co-founded the thing and we all built it up together and and so this is definitely without a doubt my uh, proudest musical moment for sure and uh but yeah extremely happy and and uh yeah everything there is everything i always wanted to do and uh, any even if, if this is the last thing i ever did. Uh, I, I'm the happiest guy in the world because I got to it with the people I got to deal with who I really love and, and uh, right. get along with. And, and that, that's, that that's, that means the world to me. So I, I'm, I'm really happy and I, and even happier that, that people are getting a kick out of it too.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I, I was up till, um, like four something in the morning last week, listening to the interview that you guys did with Chris Aiken.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. That was a, that was a fun one.
0: Yeah, and it was funny because uh I believe you brought up the fact that the cover has a piñata on it. Yeah, yeah. To, to Sponge's rotting piñata, and I just started laughing my ass off. I'm like, "Holy shit, he's totally right!" Um, and was then the that- back
2: cover too. With the back cover, there's a skull with a missing tooth, and that's the cover of Waxer Static. Right, with right, the right. I and mean, that was totally unintentional too, which is oh, uh, yeah, it's really, it's
0: really funny. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That makes it even cooler. Um, we've talked about dwellers several times in the past. Uh, you're obviously on the convention circuit right now. You're going to be in the area where I grew up shortly. You're going to be at the oh, Chiller at Yeah, in Parsippany. Uh, I used to work behind where the hotel uh, oh, no where the- held at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew oh, up awesome. five miles away from that. Um but yeah, what's it like to to make the rounds at these conventions? Um, what makes it worthwhile for you? Is it getting accolades from other people? Is it meeting fans? What what really makes you want to show up to these things?
2: Uh, just the whole experience is amazing. We just did one this past weekend at the it's called Dead Convention in Portland, Indiana, and okay. it was just it was just an incredible time. Just uh, you know, just, uh, of course, the fans and all that, and and me and Dave, Dave was there too. We were both there, and we just had such a great fucking time and um uh, hanging out with all the uh the other actors and all that and everything and mm-hmm. we you know it's just uh it was like summer camp you know it was it was just uh oh man it was such a good time and uh and it yeah this is the, the whole thing it's just uh, it, i love it it's it's just uh yeah just, we just love being there and uh and we you know we're definitely looking to do a lot more too and um and uh yeah, it's it, and it was a great group of uh, guests that they had. Like we got to hang out with our buddy uh, uh, Lou Temple and uh, Paul T. Taylor and uh, H- Hannah fearman and all that, and 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 they're all just wonderful. And uh, uh Tommy Friedley from uh, Friday Thirteen Part Six. Yeah, he's he was. <laughs> it was you know it was, it's it's the coolest thing you know. And 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 yeah, it just and the hang around the event itself, like in the hotel lobbies and all that, at the restaurants. You know, it's just a it's it's really an amazing time. And then. And to see people oh, uh, this light up when they see Dave at the table, you know, and it's, it was it was just so. It, it, it's I remember this one uh one girl came up and she was in tears because uh, Dave's her uh, favorite bass player of all time, and, and she was shaking and all that. And I was like, Dave, look what you did! And uh <laughs> and I was like, dude, you're like a Beatle. And you uh, know, it, it was really touching, you know, just just to hear uh, all that and uh, like how how much Dave means to uh, to, to uh, all these people and everything. And I'm right. And I'm just a am just a peripheral piece like I'm just kind of there just like, oh, look at, you know, look at that and everything, you know, and it's just, you know, they they ended up giving me my own table and all that. And, but I, I prefer just to hang out at Dave's table, you know, because I'm just like a branch off of him with all this stuff, you know, I, right. I, and, and, you know, I, I, I don't take myself too serious. So I don't see myself as like a, you know, it's like, boom, 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 you know, I get my own table. Where's my per diem, you know, and all that. And so that's, that's not me at all. I just, I just, I just have fun being there, you know. <laughs>
0: Uh, I just had a bunch of inside stories jump in my head, but we'll leave that for another time. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you know where I'm going with that. Is but, it with uh, the convention
2: itself? Or, or, uh... Uh,
0: one of the things you just said and rumors that I've heard about per diems and things like that. But oh, anyway. is that
2: the, the one we just did?
0: No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, I don't want
2: to so get... a funny story with that, too. I don't know if I can say it out loud, but I have to tell you in private because the, 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 the event itself was definitely a circus. Like as far as like how it was uh, with the so there's yeah it, that's the cool thing about it the event itself it was one thing but the, the experience around it was incredible but it, yeah I'll, I'll tell you later about that it was okay yeah a lot of people were not happy a lot of the was some of the guests ended up leaving and all that um
0: <laughs> how many awards have you guys won for Dwellers so far
2: <sighs> like fifteen or something and it uh, it's, people are crazy. Like I, uh, I I pretty much made the movie as a joke. It was just kind of like a, you know, it's just a fun thing that I got to do with my friends, you know. And then mm-hmm. uh, I, I definitely didn't expect people to take it uh, or take it serious and make it count as a movie movie. And uh, but the, the fact that people happen is is, is really really nice. I, I'm still kind of like, like oh wow, you know. And um, I'm definitely sick of seeing myself from editing the the the, the movie, you know. So it's like you know because I. And hear my voice and doing all that. And, and so, you know, I, I've, the, of all the screenings I've been to for it, I haven't watched it once. I just, I, I do like an intro and then I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to go do something else. And, right. um, but it's, it's, it's nice to, it's funny just to, now that it's out, the, the, the whole uh, critical reception too. Like uh, a lot of people like, you know, the the critics like watching it as like a film, you know, and it's ripping right. it to shreds. And I'm like, you know what? All the reasons why you hate the movie are the reasons why I made it. You know, <laughs> yeah. so, so that's, uh, that's my thing. I just had fun doing it. And, and, uh, and this and the fact that, you know, people have been getting a kick out of it and it's got, they've it got accolades for it is, is, is mind blowing. So thank you for everybody who, who enjoyed it. And thank you for everybody who didn't enjoy it. Thanks for wasting your time on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the movie is now out on Amazon. Is it? or yeah, Amazon could-
2: Prime? And I just got word that it's going to pop up on some more streaming stuff too. I forget. Uh, it's. Some kind of a B movie streaming service or something or like the point of view or pound footage horror or something like that. But I'll okay. I'm sure I'll keep everybody in but yeah, Amazon Prime.
0: Okay. I have to see if it's available on Amazon Prime over here or not, because the licensing is sometimes different. So it's oh, right, so, right. What's available in the US on Amazon Prime isn't available over
3: here. So um
0: Going back to um to the lucid mm-hmm. I'm waiting for November first to do the band camp to pick up the the album because supposedly that gives you guys the most amount of money from what I've been told really? um for per album sales um is there someplace else that you recommend? Brad just said that he's going to pick up the CD. Is there any place that Brad or anyone else can go to pick up the album, which will ensure that the band gets the most amount of money from that sale?
2: I I'd say the band camp is totally fine. Uh, I didn't know that about the November 1st. That's interesting. But um, And eventually we're going to probably shift it over to uh, a- Amazon. Uh, okay. well, once we get all that uh, worked out and everything. Because, uh, we're we're doing everything in house. We got a fulfillment guy and all that, and this kind of just for this initial, just to push, just to 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 make sure, you know. And it's you know, and and, and I know people ordered uh, T-shirts. That's gonna be about a week or two to get that uh squared away, and um, and the cd has been just uh, finished signing his today, and he's mailing those back to the manufacturing guy, and uh, and so then he'll be getting out the signed CDs and all that. But yeah, I'd say the Bandcamp is totally cool, Brad, to, to to order it from, and um. And uh yeah, and then uh and it it's kinda cool too because this is only uh, uh phase one of uh promotion, this the album coming out. Uh, phase two is probably gonna happen around December, January, or something like that. Which is, it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be the more visual uh aspect of uh of the, of the promotion.
0: Okay. I take it you can't say anything yet? Oh
2: uh music videos. so oh, I'll put it there. I'll just say music videos. And it's uh there's gonna be a lot of them.
0: Okay, cool. Um the vinyl itself is held back till April. All of us, we've talked about. Uh, April, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the show yeah, quite a bit. Because yeah, yeah.
2: manufacturing plants still think that the vinyl is a fad. And so they're not uh, expanding or, or building any new ones. So it's, uh, so it's been, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they told us probably about, at some places it's 10 months to uh, yeah. turn around for vinyl and all that. But
3: we, we say
2: late March, early April. But there's a good chance it might even it might be sooner. But okay. I just you know it's it's better to under promise and overachieve in in, in in that regard. So and, right. um and those can be super exclusive too. I think we're only printing up like 200 of those uh, vinyl. Okay. And So and then after that, that's probably going to be. And so, uh, unless like you know, it's like bam, money. Then it's like okay, we're we'll up some more. But that stuff's expensive, man. Like like I said, spoiler had records. That's just the four of us, mm-hmm. and, and 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 we're doing everything in house. So uh, yeah, so vinyl that's exclusive to uh, two hundred, and I think we sold probably about half that so far between the, the signed and unsigned. So if if you if anybody's thinking about vinyl, I I'd say probably pull the trigger sooner than later for that.
3: Okay, so I'm oh. gonna.
2: I'm- Thank you, the Rock and Roll cast. I really appreciate really appreciate
0: that. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the whole thing with Bandcamp is the first day or the first Friday of every month. I said November 1st. I may have screwed that date up. It's November 5th. Okay. No, ev- the first Friday of every month until the end of the year, um, all of the fees that they normally keep for album sales go directly to the artist so the artist gets 100 of the sales
2: oh good to know i'll definitely yeah. make, make sure to push push that out there be like hey you should <laughs> buy stuff today
0: yeah so do yeah.
3: <laughs> that you learn something every day yeah thank you
0: <laughs> any
3: talk about touring behind the album yep uh i was actually just
2: talking to dave about that too right right before i i hopped on and and you, uh yeah everybody's probably going to see uh the, the lucid on stage a lot sooner than than we all anticipated so uh okay because originally we were thinking like you know summer 2022 or something like that but we're starting to get some things worked out to where it could be a lot sooner than that so it's uh uh we're, we're, yeah we're definitely a band and and uh we, we definitely want to play shows and uh and we got our agents with uh is uh tko alex gilbert right. and uh he's he's been getting a lot of uh a lot of cool uh, offers to do stuff and everything and, and we're probably definitely gonna be hitting up a lot of the festivals, uh, next year too. And, and, okay. uh, maybe even and early stages of something in the UK as well for, uh, oh, wow. next, next September.
0: Awesome. Um, as far as you outside of the lucid, do you have any other projects that you're working on that you can talk about?
2: You know, to be, I, I never think that too far ahead, man. You know, you know me, uh I'm, i might actually be doing something with mandy lyon if you remember mandy lyon from uh, world war three yeah he's a he's a dear friend and we were talking about doing some uh some covers and, and all that too maybe even with dave and mike as well Just this, this kind of for uh for fun and uh wow. and uh, i you know what I, i've known mandy since i was a kid man he, he's one of my oldest friends and um and uh yeah he's he's incredible he's got he's got a lot of cool stuff up up his sleeve too He's showing me some stuff and I think, uh, and he's, yeah, I think 2022 is going to be the year of the lion for sure. Cause that guy, he never really got his due, you know? And I, I think uh, within the next few years, you're going to be seeing a lot of Mandy Lion, and it's going to be all kick-ass stuff.
0: Such a shame that the, uh, that the band he had with Jakey Lee yeah. wicked Alliance never took off because I have yep. snippets of like songs that were leaked years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, wow, you know, I, I need to hear these full songs, you know? so oh, yeah uh,
2: yeah that stuff was killer man yeah yeah mandy he's and he he does that you know he, he's he got that mandy uh yes absolutely brad yeah yeah mandy is a good dude and um he, you know he's got that guttural kind of like like uh testosterone bond scott where it's like ugh. but then he has this really pretty clean voice too that that he doesn't do too often but he's yeah this new stuff he's showing man it's, it's so it's so fucking it's it's killer like everybody's gonna love it i'm so excited for mandy he's he's got a lot of cool stuff happening
0: awesome that's really awesome to hear i remember way back when when they were signed to i think they were hollywood records like yep. first signing yep. and obviously the first version of world war three was essentially dio's band it was vinnie yep. vinnie Apice, it was jimmy bain and it was tracy g on guitars yeah, uh,
2: and so. and the whole story behind that too was, man, like uh, a and, and he was managed by Don Arden too. Uh, uh, Mandy was, wow. and uh, but the, what happened with that album is just insane, because uh, they, they had uh, this A and R guy, and he and because Mandy's German, they they wanted it to be uh they wanted the album cover to be uh they wanted it to be Mandy with a shotgun shooting the Pope's head off. And they wanted to put a Nazi slogan in the, in the, in the liner notes, and in, in like the, the album sleeve. And, um and, and they wanted, and it, 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 yeah, I forgot the guy's name, the A&R guy, but yeah, I'm sure he disappeared on behalf of Don Arden at some point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. It gets even crazier too. Like if you ever get Mandy on the show, he'll, he'll tell you, he's got stories, man. Mandy lion has stories for days. I should get you guys in touch to bring him on. Cause he's, yeah, he's, He's a he's a great interview. He's a great chat.
0: Yeah, I'd be more than happy to have him on. So
2: I'll let I'll, him I'll know. I'll, I'll send him a text and 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 tell him that you know people want to hear from you.
0: <laughs> cool, that's awesome.
3: Um, you're gonna be at Chiller. Anything else that you want to promote?
2: I think that's it for now. Because like, yeah, I don't got any other projects. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna be in uh, this movie called Trivial, uh, another James L. Edwards movie. He uh, I was in his uh, movie. Uh, Her name is Krista. As well as the brimstone incorporated and then the the third one is the trivial and it's 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 probably gonna be um his uh magnum opus for sure the script is incredible that's like uh it's 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 insane it's uh it's gonna be really cool i think we're shooting that around like March i think or something but uh that, that's gonna be it's gonna be uh the one that's uh definitely gonna make a mark for sure plus if anybody ever wanted to see me uh tied to a chair for Ah, uh, feature length and being tortured. And I think they're going to get a kick out of it. <laughs> it's a great story. It, it the story is awesome. It's like a twisted game show revenge movie where this <laughs> a psychotic uh, woman uh, kidnaps these people who all have something in common, and uh, and asks them trivia questions on a fake TV show that's like a TV studio set up. And every time they get a question wrong, she messes them up. And then third time they get something wrong, just. Whoop. And it's, it's, it's
0: great. Here, here I am uh, working behind the scenes to set up a, a trivia component. I I didn't think about uh, doing that type of stuff. So maybe that's uh, something we're going to have to look into in the future. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Won't get into too much trouble with that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, I do want to thank you for, coming on the show again and letting us know about the lucid and everything that you have going on. Oh, yeah, anytime,
2: uh, man. If you have any other questions, you know, just let me know. If, if, I mean, i whatever you want, whether anybody have any questions, whatever you want. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I'm, I'm here for as long as you want me to be.
0: <laughs> yeah. Guys, if you have any questions for uh, Brad in the chat, for Brad in the chat. Yeah. We have questions for Brad all the time. <laughs> um, questions for Drew. Brad was the last one to post. So I'm reading and speaking at the same time. Oh, yeah. if anyone wants to ask drew a question now is your time damn it it <laughs>
2: yeah, would we'll definitely get mandy on for sure yeah I'll, I'll the second we get off here i'll send him a text and and, and get that set up he, he's such a he's such a cool guy well that- really, happy, really happy he's finally getting something out there too it's been too long man and he's such a talented guy oh, like people are going to be blown away by what he's doing I guess yeah, I
0: outside of the world war three stuff i know that he appeared on the uh on george lynch's Mm -hmm. first solo album like uh, now it's not considered his first solo album i don't know why Mm -hmm. but um yeah he just released the solo album this year and supposedly that's his first solo i'm like he did that album back in you know 93 with mandy and ray gillen and you know so on and so forth so in in the, in
2: the in the age of cancel culture he just canceled one of his own albums interesting he just
0: canceled one yeah. of his own albums there you
2: go uh, Ozzy did that too with the ultimate sin remember when he did that
0: yeah but he he ended up bringing it back he, but now the one that ozzy canceled is um speak Sorry, of I mean, the just,
2: devil oh, speak of the devil really that oh I mean yeah. that that was, that was a good one
0: it's, yeah i mean if you if you really think of that it was funny watching the um the, the new arch enemy song that they released yesterday, Jeff Loomis is doing um, what I've been told is called, uh, at least in Spanish, it's called gargling on the guitar, which is supposedly you know the the whammy stuff that Brad Gillis does. Um, Brad
2: Gillis. He's a cool guy too. Brad Gillis is awesome. He, he is so cool. And uh, the, the the gargling, uh, I, I I gotta I gotta check that out. I feel like an incompetent guitar player. I don't know what that is. <laughs>
0: Well, do, do you do you remember his solo from Paranoid off of uh, Speak of the Devil? I do, yeah. Okay, so what he's doing on the whammy bar towards
3: right. the end of his solo, right? That is called gargling. Interesting, huh? I That's
0: have. Awesome. Me, I don't know what the technical term is in English, but I asked someone who was giving me guitar lessons at one time. um... And he said, "Oh, that's called that's called gargling on the on the guitar." I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> kind of weird, but all right." I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to that
2: in a little bit and be like, "Oh, that's a guitar gargle." There you go. A gargle
0: solo. A gargle solo. There you go. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get why they do that. You know, like you said, it's usually someone else coming along and and wanting to off something, but for an artist to do it with his own stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's- that, that's great. especially after it's been been out for so long and then people like it you know like why why mess with it why be like nope this one doesn't count anymore yeah you know that, that's the whole point of uh having an output as an artist for it to live and right. exist and there's nothing you can do about it because it's out there so it becomes a part of your uh, repertoire that that, pe- right. that people face your future uh, uh stuff uh, against you know and be like oh well compared to this one compared to that one so and speak of the devil was a great live album and as he's yep. done quite a few of them and then you compare like the, you compare like live and loud speak of the devil or or even tribute and mm-hmm. uh then like budokan you know you know i mean it's they're all great live albums they're all really different too
0: right yeah absolutely um yeah i never understood the whole ultimate sin thing too because it was because of his image it wasn't because of the music it was because he the, the hairband thing yeah, because, you know, he had his hair all puffed up and he was wearing the, the moo-moos or whatever the hell those.
2: <laughs> the he yeah, had the glitter moo-moos. You know what's funny, too, yeah. is that Gus, when Gus G joined the band, they started playing, uh, they played the song Ultimate Sin once. I remember I, right. it because I think live, like for like the first time, like 30 years. And um, I thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, holy oh, crap. But then they, they started doing Shot in the Dark again. And might have been another one from that one they started doing, too. I think Killer Giants. Was that from right. Ultimate Sin? Yeah. Yeah, they, they started doing yeah, they started doing a bunch of stuff from Ultimate Sin and I was like, holy crap, look at that. And I was like, Brilliant. look at that. So that was really cool.
0: Being the oddball that I am, um, Shot in the Dark is the only song that I don't care for off of that album. Me and- too.
2: And I know that's like a Phil Susan song, actually, too. Like that that was like his that a version of that song exists with like a different entity, I believe. Um before, oh yeah, uh, he's
0: he's recorded that a bunch of times over the years.
2: Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that one. Yeah, it's like an Ozzy song. Like you know, it's it kind of especially with what else is on that album. It's like I you know, really Here is as an Oz, Ozzy single. The single, sure, but as an Ozzy single, I mean, there's so much other good stuff on that one.
0: Yeah, ultimate sin was such a cool song yeah. that he did. um What other song did, did they release as a single? Um Take lightning.
2: Strikes. lightning strikes and uh thank god for the bomb is that what it's called or
0: yeah but the, that was more on like the vhs that they released he right he right off of it and he played secret loser off of that which was really loser drum yeah. solo oh yeah um, the other song that i've always like absolutely loved off of that is never just the oh yeah just the way jake plays on that song just the the progressions uh, the chord progressions on that on that song I've always loved. So
2: oh, yeah, it's truly a great album. Like, I, you yeah. know, I haven't listened to it in a long time either. I gotta, I gotta dive, I gotta just dive back into listening to music again in general. It's Been a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes when you're focused on your own stuff, it's difficult to uh, to focus on other people's stuff. So I get that.
2: Oh yeah. Well, yeah. If I start having to start listening to Ultimate Sin, then the next Lucid album is gonna sound like Ultimate Sin. It's been pretty cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
3: Would everyone else go for it? What's that? Would everyone else go for it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and And, and another thing, too, there, there will be a. We're working on a second Lucent album uh, already, too, by the way. Oh, okay. And uh, oh, well,
0: you had 30, 30 pieces of music. So.
2: Oh, yeah. Actually, it's, it's all stuff uh, different from that as well. So, like, we did that whole Dropbox. It's like, hey, you know what? Ben didn't take to the rest of these. So, we'll just put those over here for something else. And we started a whole new Dropbox that so we got. I think we got like uh, ten or eleven pieces of music in there already, and and Vin's starting to go through them. And, and so, there's a good chance by next year, even before we, even before we start playing shows, maybe there might be a second one already done. You know, yeah, we, we we work pretty quick, and then the album came together really quick too. And because um, it was like what like April 2020 is when we started on it, and we were done writing it by like June, and then uh, recording it only took a couple of weeks and then mixing it kind of took our time because there was no rush it was a pandemic and the whole thing was 100 percent done by like january and uh and so but uh but yeah now that we got everything kind of locked in and uh with uh lussel who who makes the master too is he incredible he's he did a great job and uh but yeah we we got a cool team and like we could definitely get uh yes more tunes the better indeed absolutely and uh you know, it's fun to hear like because there's so all the songs are so different like to hear how this next batch are, and it, it's it's definitely even you know, even more different too. Like some stuff's even heavier, and some stuff's even lighter, and uh, and so it's it, it's gonna be cool to hear how this one goes as well. It's, it's definitely gonna be different, but the same, if you will, the same it, ideas, but the different, uh, different sonically.
3: Uh, it'll
0: help you guys fill out a a live set.
2: Totally. Yeah, we were talking about that too. Yeah, like, uh, we're like, what are we gonna do? I was like, I don't know. Cause we, we don't really want to play mega songs, you know? <laughs> and, uh,
3: but we, we'd probably definitely be happy to play a sponge song or two. Love sponge. Right. If you had to play a sponge song, what would you pick? Me? Uh,
2: probably wax ecstatic. I love that song. And then, right. uh, and of course, you know, you got to do cloud and all that. And, uh, Molly's great too. And have you seen Mary got to be a bore. My purity. I could go on and I love sponge, right. man. It's, and uh that that second album my favorite the wax is static the album it's so good it's like it's like it's it's like uh gothic punk country it's 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 fantastic and Ben's using a cool voice on that too it's almost like it almost has like a british kind of uh tinge to it Mm -hmm. and it's uh yeah it's it's so great but yeah bad to pick one sponge song by the wax is static the song for sure very cool
0: yeah, that that second album is is really cool. Definitely the the title track, "My Purity." Uh, yeah, uh, Anastasia is another song. Oh that's yeah, off of that as well. It was so, funny too.
2: You could definitely, I, I you know, I figured out that Marilyn Manson was listening to a lot of that album when he did Mechanical Animals. It's <laughs> like you you listen to the song "Coma White" and you listen to Anastasia. And right, Anastasia came out a, a couple of years before that, and it's there's a lot of the same uh ideas right. vocally that ended up in coma white and uh, i'm not i actually i never even brought up brought that up to vin like you know who knows and uh and um then sponge ha- had an album called or or a song it's something to do with uh, all the drugs in the world and that's a line in coma white and all the drugs in this world and so it's 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 interesting like uh it just though it's like hey you know i think he pulled that from there and uh but, yeah yeah yeah, anastasia is awesome death of drag queen what else is on that one 17 and um got to be a bore is uh, this uh, silence is their drug right That's a killer song too i mean yeah it's the whole thing and then got to be a bore they got the peter frampton talk box thing on the guitar it's uh, i I could talk about sponge all day man that's great they got a new album too called lavatoria that's um definitely in line with wax the static too as far as the sound and everything Mm-hmm. and uh james l edwards who i do all the movie stuff with he actually directed and stars in the music video from the new sponge album it's called stitch so check oh, wow. out stitch and i, I actually wrote the, the concepts for it too uh for the music oh, video so if you want yeah, cool. to it, it, it it's
0: pretty cool you'll have to check that out
2: i, I was i was going to direct it too but uh it was right around the time all the dave stuff was happening and and i mm-hmm. was like i don't feel like doing anything right now <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I, read, I, read, I was like, I'll write an idea, but but yeah, as far as like having to yell at people, the you know, directing is such a weird thing. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, um I've been a
0: huge Manson fan and worst show I've ever seen, actually, Manson. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Well, so how, what
2: what era? What era did Manson? It was
0: era? uh high end of the low. I didn't uh, see him in that. Last time I saw
2: him was uh 2000 but the, the golden age of grotesque was the last time.
3: Okay.
0: so This was after Twiggy came back mm. and the last 20 minutes of the show, this was at
3: a festival is Marilyn Manson, not the band, Marilyn Manson, the person with a blue telecaster for 20 minutes singing sweet dreams. And the beautiful people by himself did his band quit
0: the band went back he had he had like backup singers he had like a full he had two guitarists he had it was a full band. they all went back, and he just came out with the blue telecaster, strumming some incoherent shit and kind of hard to make out like you could tell he was fucked up on something. And it was like, ah, uh, I, I luckily it was at a festival, and like suicidal tendencies was coming on next. I was like, was a "Clean your palate." <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just walk over. I, I don't want to remember this because you know, yeah. there's a, a, an artist that I've wanted to see for years. Um, but uh, you know, once you see something like that, it just breaks your heart. Totally, man. What was you thinking? Because I,
2: I saw him, the uh, best show I saw of him was osfest 2001 is okay. uh it was like black sabbath manson i forgot who else but i remember those two obviously because they, they were they stuck out and manson that's i think that was like right before he started going Wing. and right. uh and it was it was killer he came out the stilts and all that and he had the podium and everything and and he right. uh it was it was friggin awesome and uh yeah then I, I saw him again in golden age of grotesque and it was still good it was different it's more like the his uh, ragtime kind of era Right. And, yeah. uh, and then now it's like, you know, the, the guy kind of collapsed in on himself and uh, and yeah, he's probably going to lay out the drugs a little bit I'm assuming, but uh, but yeah I mean, it, I, I, I'm a huge Manson fan too Mechanical Animals is definitely one of my favorite albums of all time, like that's man, I'll t- Manson channeling Bowie, I'll take that any day you know, because that's right. such a such a great album like every single mm-hmm. song is so good
0: Yeah, I don't think that the albums as a whole are bad. Like, I think each album has good material on it. Right. But some, some of the stuff, like the last album that he did was actually pretty good with, um, I just pronounced his name wrong, with Shooter Jennings. Oh, I haven't uh,
2: heard that yet. Oh, The Pale Emperor. I loved The Pale Emperor uh, yeah. as well. That's the one he did with Tyler Bates.
3: The- yeah, He's, he did two
0: with Tyler Bates, which surprised oh, yeah. me that, yeah, that, that, um, the pale emperor and the other one i can picture a born villain is the other one that he did okay time. i
2: gotta i gotta check that one out but yeah, yeah pale emperor i was oh yeah that one front to back it's like it's like him doing blues and it's so good right like uh, the mephistopheles of los angeles is I, I used to have that song on just repeat there's just, it's just such a cool song and yeah, yeah the whole album with the sixth day of a seventh day binge and yeah. uh oh man uh yeah that, that, that uh, the whole thing is so cool to listen to and uh yeah that's i, I gotta check out uh what was it born villain was it was that the one
0: born the um, the name of the last one um, oh uh, uh
3: there's so many of them now yeah but the
0: but the last one was the i think the last one was the closest to like the first few albums like everything really? the two albums that he did with Tyler Bates, I think is good. Um, the album after, um, the second album he did with Tim scold, not golden age of grotesque. The next oh. one was the one that kind of, I mean, it's okay, but it's just not, it never really grabbed me. Like it's got a few cool songs on it, but
2: was that the one where they had the like heart shaped glasses or something like that? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I forget, I forget. yeah, same thing. That's when I started to get lost on it too. Because, yeah, um, to Go" Grotesque was cool. Like, that was, I, yeah. I, I thought that was that, that was a good one. And, uh, Dowdig is out. It's like, I don't know what he's saying, but I'm bopping my head. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, it, yeah, I, I agree 100%. That I, I there's still a lot of man's gonna still get to check out too, evidently. I, yeah. That's, that's the last thing I remember he, him doing was the Pearl Emperor. And so, I, there, there's probably a couple more since then.
0: Yeah, so, okay, so Born Villain is the first Tyler Bates album, then it's Pale Emperor, then uh, actually three albums with Tyler Bates. The third one is Heaven Upside Down. Okay. And then the last one with Shooter Jennings is We Are Chaos.
2: Nice. Okay, cool. I got to check those out then. What was the one with the Tim Skoll that you and I are kind of like me?
3: It's called uh, Eat Me, Drink Me
2: eat me drink me okay i i I remember i listened to that like once and i was like i'm gonna listen to mechanical animal yeah
0: Yeah. high high end of the low has some cool tracks on it there's a song called um you're saying blues uh there's a song called uh four rusted horses off of that which is really cool because it's it's him and a um someone on acoustic guitar And you've got like your typical, like Manson, like sound effects in the background, but there's no, um, there's no drummer. There's no drum machine. It sounds like an old blues song with someone just like stomping on the floor.
2: Oh, that's awesome. I got to check that out. Four Rusted Horses?
0: Four Rusted Horses.
2: Okay, cool. And then,
0: um, the the other song that I absolutely love off of this is off of that album is called uh, I Have to Look Up Just to See Hell.
2: Nice. Oh, that's such a cool title! Yeah. Oh man, oh,
0: that's so those, awesome. Those two songs, I absolutely love those two songs, and that that one isn't bad either.
2: And that one, uh, what's that one called again? High and the low.
0: The high End of low. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I gotta. I, I'm gonna start diving back into some of this stuff and catch up on uh, catch up on my Manson and
0: uh, the studio stuff. Like I said, there's there's a lot of cool stuff there, but then you know he goes out in concert and then it's a (laughs) crapshoot you know i've plenty of footage that isn't great so
2: no yeah yeah Yeah, it's uh, i I guess that's a part of his uh performance art i guess (laughs) like uh i can see this kind of his pure expressionism expressionism as far as like i don't really feel like doing a good show today so let's give him something else and then next thing you know you got backing singers and him on a blue telecaster uh, yes Try to
3: figure it out. <laughs> try to figure it out live. Like, yeah.
2: Honest, yeah. And I got to see this video. That, that sounds, that, that sounds, I, I, I don't know what that sounds like, but it sounds like something. It probably doesn't sound too good, but.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. So anyway, let's, i uh, going to wrap things up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to thank you for, for coming on. Where should people go if they want to keep up with you?
2: Oh, just, uh, I guess uh, check out the lucid on Facebook and then there's a uh, lucidofficial.com, which is the, the, the band camp, you can get the CD and all that. And we're on Spotify, Amazon, every, uh, all of it, uh, all, all that for sure. And, um, okay. and the Dave socials and all that. And, uh, I, 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 I mainly use Facebook, uh, if anything, so this, the uh, Drew 48 and Facebook and all that. And, uh yeah, just come say, Hey, and like, I'm up, I'm always up for like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, Oh, you know, just keep them busy with my random buffoonery and, uh, <laughs> and all that. But, uh, but yeah, yeah Victor, it's, uh, I always love chatting with you, man. Like, you know, anytime you want to do this, I'm always up for it. I know Fridays, uh, Fridays, are a little, it's the second time in a row. I'm like, I'm going to be late.
3: I'm so sorry. Yeah. But, uh,
0: well, it's, well, we've always made it work. So no, the, no. uh, I mean with with me, the uh Friday's the only day that works where I can okay. stay up because it's one thirty AM almost on my end. So that's yeah,
2: crazy. Yeah, you're in Spain, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, let me know when you yeah, anytime you want to do this, man, maybe bring, bring some of the other guys from the band. I'll definitely get you Mandy. And uh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. anything you need, you know. I'm always here, buddy.
0: Awesome. I definitely uh, appreciate that. So um and thank you, everybody
2: see- in the chat. I really appreciate uh, everybody listening and everybody in the chat and, uh, and, uh, and such. So you guys are awesome.
3: Awesome. Um, We're going to
0: wrap the show up here, folks. Thanks. Like Drew said, uh, we will see you on Monday. If anyone wants to check the live interview out, it will be with Gary Shea from Alcatraz. That will be at 1230 PM Eastern, 9. AM, 930 AM on the West coast. Uh, for anyone in the UK, that's 5:30 um, PM, and anyone in Europe, it's 6:30 PM. So, uh, Gary Shea, we'll see if we can get some Vinnie Vincent stories out of him. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> so, anyway, guys, thanks for um, for being here, and that is the end of the show. We'll see you next time, right here on the Signals from Mars live stream, brought to you by the Mars Attacks Podcast. And by VMR IT web design and audio editing. See you, folks.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks Podcast. This concludes our show.